Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Hokie Nation? Happy Wednesday. Welcome in to TSL Today, brought to you by Triumph NIL. I'm Giovanni Heater, joined alongside Carter Hill, and we're here to give you a little bit of a preview on this final four matchup between the LSU Tigers and the Virginia Tech Hokies coming up on Friday evening. It's the early game, the 7 o'clock game down in Dallas. Carter, first and foremost, though, Man, doesn't that have a ring to it? Regardless of what happens, a banner will be hung in Castle Coliseum. The Hokies are going to the Final Four for the first time in program history on both the men's and women's side. It's the first time this school has played in a Final Four in the sport of basketball. Can you say that again one more time? Hokies are going to the Final Four. (laughs) There you go. Which is crazy to think about. I mean, yeah, they were the one seed. They were technically supposed to be there. However, they they weren't favored against Tennessee, Ohio State. A lot of people talked about a potential... Tennessee-UConn Elite Eight matchup. Lo and behold, Virginia Tech, they're in the Final Four. And we talked about it. I was actually, ironically enough, listening to a football podcast, which I was in the fourth chair for a couple weeks ago. And it, we were previewing the, the, the Tech-Tennessee game in Knoxville on the women's side of things in December. And we were kind of joking about the possibility of a Final Four. Well, not only have they done that, They've won their first ever ACC championship. They were a one seed for the first time in program history. They've won 15 games in a row. You know how tough that is? 15 games in a row. And here they are going to the Final Four. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Virginia Tech has been an incredible story, one that people will absolutely never forget, uh, led by so many talented players. I mean, we could sit here and talk about how great Virginia Tech is for so long, but I want to educate people what to expect out of the three-seeded LSU Tigers on Friday evening. And first and foremost, something that stands out to me here, uh, second in the SEC, obviously Mm -hmm. right behind South Carolina, 32-2 and on the season. One of their losses came to South Carolina, and the other loss came to Tennessee. But when you look at this team, how are they only a three seed with a 32-2 and record? It's funny because, to be totally honest, I didn't know a ton about LSU until earlier this week. I watched them a little bit against Miami and Greenville. I was actually at the beach this weekend, and I was watching the game at a restaurant. So that was the little bit I had seen of LSU. When I was prepping for this little podcast on TSL Today today, TSL today today. Love the ring of that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 32 and 2 and 15 and 1 in the SEC. So I I I I brought up the same question to you about two hours ago. Why in the world is LSU a three seed? They're in a power. Stop laughing over there. They're in a power five conference. They're in the SEC. Why are they a three seed? Why are they a three seed? They're the number 11 overall seed. So I call up David Cunningham, who's waiting for a flight right now in Dulles at Dulles, outside of D.C., and I'm like, so why why is LSU a three seed? You would think with those credentials, you mentioned it, their two losses throughout the season were to South Carolina, they started the year 18-0, were to South Carolina, and then in the SEC tournament semifinals to Tennessee. They only had one loss on their resume until the SEC tournament semifinals just two weeks ago. That's insane to think about. It, so, if they had won that game, they're probably at least a two. Probably so, but they're the number 11 overall seed, so they're not yeah, even, they're true. more fringe on a four, 
which is what is so bizarre to me. So I call up David and, and David's waiting for his flight and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, why? And this is all credit to him. Why is LSU a three seed? And he said, well, and I quote, did you look at they're out of conference straight, the schedule. It's 320. Now, Virginia Tech's is 130, so that's not great by any means, but Virginia Tech did beat a decent Nebraska team. They went on the road to Knoxville and beat Tennessee, but like, let's look at LSU's non-conference schedule. They're essentially, and I'm not calling out Buzz Williams, but they are essentially the Texas A&M of women's basketball. They don't play anybody. Bellarmine, Mississippi Valley State, Western Carolina, Houston Christian, Northwestern State, George Mason, UAB, Southeastern Louisiana, Tulane, New Orleans, Lamar, Montana State, shout out Zach Mackey, Oregon State. A little tune-up with the Beavers before SEC Exactly, a little tune-up with the Beavers. So they didn't play anybody. That's why they're a three seed. David put it with me this way. Virginia Tech is essentially, and they are statistically, the second best team that LSU has faced this season. Behind South Carolina, of course. You could argue Tennessee's up there, but the Hokies, they took care of business on the floor. They beat them twice. So, I don't know. It's interesting. You got a you got an interesting matchup, though, with LSU, though. Were you surprised at how human they made Miami look after how good Miami has played in this tournament up to this point? That That's the other thing, too, with the NCAA tournament. I mean, you got to remember, Miami went on the road and won at Indiana. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, like, both, both the men's and women's teams. Both the men's and women's teams at Miami knocked out both the men's and women's teams at Indiana on yeah. back-to-back days. How, yes. how, how bizarre is that? Miami was playing well. Everybody in the ACC and who had followed ACC women's basketball throughout the season knows how good the Hurricanes are. They beat Virginia Tech down in Coral Gables earlier this year. Nobody could shoot in that I know. game, though. No, no doubt. Not, no not doubt. in Coral Gables. In this LSU-Miami game, literally yeah, no one could shoot. 54-42. Did you hear what Kim Mulkey said at halftime? Uh, yes, I she did. She told Angel Gray, I believe, yeah. who was doing the play-by-play here for the first and second rounds in Blacksburg. She said, if I was, and this is paraphrasing, of course, if I was just a neutral basketball fan watching this game, I'd turn the TV off. Yeah. That's how bad the offense was in the first half. I couldn't believe I'm watching the fourth quarter. There's like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then I hear, uh, I think it was Angel Gray calling play-by-play for the game. And she goes, um, she goes, and finally we have a three-pointer. And she goes, the first for either team to this point in the game. I'm like, there's eight minutes left in the game and nobody's hit a three. And they were, they both had double-digit misses from beyond the arc. No, it's insane. It's insane. I think it really shows you what LSU looks like as a team, though. They're not great offensively. They are really good defensively. They are good defensively, so they could stifle Virginia Tech. They're tall, too. Yeah, they're tall, but, I mean, are the Tigers going to be able to keep up with Virginia Tech? I think that's the biggest question in the game, and this is skipping ahead, but are they going to be able to keep up? I mean, I Virginia Tech's looked lethal offensively recently. I don't think they—they they might have someone that can guard Kitley in a way inside. Um, I don't think they have anybody that can guard Georgia Amor. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, you can counter that inside. Angel Reese, Will Stewart brought it up on the podcast earlier today, so go check that out. TechSideline.com, TechSideline on YouTube should be the next video. Um, Angel Reese has 32 double-doubles this season. Right. Okay. Liz Kitley has either 55 or 56, I believe, off the top of my head in her career (laughs) at Virginia Tech, which is still outstanding. But think about how much we talk about Liz Kitley and her ability to record a double-double. Yeah. Angel Reese, LSU has played 34 games a season. She has recorded a double-double in 32 of them. She's averaging 23 points a game and 16 rebounds per contest. 16 rebounds. That is absurd. So the rebounding could be an issue for Virginia Tech. 
But you still got Kitley down low. And yeah, I don't know if they can match Georgia Amor up top. I'll tell you what, though, like, what's so cool about this matchup is... And we were talking about it on, I, I listened to your TSL Today episode on Monday with Nick and then David, who was zooming in from Seattle. This game is so full circle because when you're looking at it from a Virginia Tech personnel standpoint, I told the story this morning talking to just Will and you and Andy. But two years ago, Virginia Tech went to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2006. They ran into a buzzsaw in the Baylor Bears in the second round of the NCAA tournament. At the time... Kim Mulkey was the head coach there. They beat him. I don't have the score in front of me. I think it was like 90 to 48. I remember I was PA announcing for a volleyball game at Blacksburg High School, and I checked the score. I was like, nope, glad I didn't watch that one. Well, Kim Mulkey, and Kenny Brooks has been very public about this story, talking about it in press conferences and on podcasts and whatnot, talking to ESPN. He has said that Kim Mulkey in the handshake line after that game said, your girls are going to be pretty dang good. And yes, the Bears won the game by 42 points, but Georgia A. Morales, Kitley, Kayla King, all a young nucleus. Asia Shepard was on that team, but that same nucleus that was young at the time has now led Virginia Tech to a Final Four against LSU and Kim Mulkey. That's kind of full circle. You got to look at, too, that the ACC, better than the SEC. SEC is very top-heavy. South Carolina at the top, Tennessee at the top, LSU at the top. Then kind of a situation everywhere, everybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. Ole Miss got into the tournament. Mississippi State got into the tournament. Uh, Ole Miss actually had a big win. But uh, other than that, it's pretty top-heavy. Not the case in the ACC. Everybody's good pretty much top to bottom. But you have a plethora of really, really good teams at the ACC that can beat anybody on any given night. One thing that does stick out that worries me, Carter, and, and you do have to remember – the non-conference schedule and that the fact that the SEC is not as good. But uh, right now, LSU averaging 84 points per game. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech only 72 points per game. I will say, though, I mentioned it, that is very skewed with the non-conference schedule. They scored 125 points against Bellarmine, or Bellarmine, however you say that. They're in Louisville. Right. They scored 111 against Mississippi Valley State, 107 against Western Carolina, 101 against Houston Christian, and 100 against Northwestern State. Still dang impressive. They scored over 100 points in their first five games, but that is really going to skew that statistic. So I think you have to look at the at the strength of the competition and who they've been playing. The SEC is very top heavy it's almost like the ACC in men's basketball although the top is stronger with the SEC on the women's side South Carolina LSU Tennessee you mentioned it or Ole Miss I should say got to the sweet 16 Mississippi State won a game and then Georgia Alabama Arkansas were teeter-tottering and the Missouri Florida and Auburn I believe were in the WNIT so and poor Jake Lyman at Vanderbilt was 12 and 19 so yeah the SEC is just not as strong as the ACC I think that stats a little bit skewed with their non-conference schedule and who they played but you got to be careful I mean they have three girls that score in double figures so it'll be a tough test for Virginia Tech for sure there's a reason why all four of these teams are in the final four how do you think Virginia Tech matches up on the defensive side Kenny Brooks just said in his last press conference that the Hokies are underrated defensively and it's not that they get out and they get out and put pressure on you necessarily they don't have any kind of vaunted press or anything like that he said they just take a lot of things away that the typical fans I would not see well I think it goes back to how connected Virginia Tech is yeah, I think their defense is extremely underrated. You look at that Virginia Tech-Ohio State game, that first half of basketball was just extremely high level. If you are a neutral fan watching that game between the Hokies and Buckeyes, that was wildly entertaining. 
The defense against Tennessee was fantastic. Against South Dakota State was phenomenal. Chattanooga, the mocks put up only 33 points. So the Hokies overall have been really good defensively, and they slowed down Ohio State in the second half. They let the one girl, I forget her name, I apologize, go off in the first half. She just was hot from three. I think she hit five threes in the first half, only one in the second half. So Virginia Tech is good defensively, and they're going to match up, I think, well against this LSU team. Now, South Carolina, Iowa could be a little bit different story. South Carolina, everybody knows how good the Gamecocks are. And then Iowa, Caitlin Clark, man. Mm, she's really good it'll be a fun national championship game regardless of whoever plays in it obviously we're gonna hope for the best and hope the Hokies are in it but Andy said it on the podcast today you really don't have a good option for the national championship game but I think they match up well against LSU well I told uh I told everybody this on the podcast but I'll say it again Jake Lyman had the opportunity to see Tennessee and LSU and South Carolina while calling games for Vanderbilt uh and he just said that LSU's not really that great Mm -hmm. uh and he said that tennessee's better than lsu and virginia tech got through tennessee in pretty convincing fashion uh on top of that um and tennessee did just beat lsu in the sec tournament semifinal so um obviously it's different obviously it's a couple weeks later and matchups are different but from somebody a source of ours that part of the tech sideline family that saw it firsthand all season long he believes that tennessee is better than LSU and that Virginia Tech should have an okay time uh, against the Tigers. But it's the Final Four. It's the NCAA tournament. You never know. I want to get a prediction now for this game. We don't want to jinx anything. On the other side, though, you got South Carolina going to the championship or you got Caitlin Clark uh, soaring the Hawkeyes over the Gamecocks? I got South Carolina. It's so tough to pick against the Gamecocks. Caitlin Clark is the real deal. Don't get me wrong. But you can't beat a team like South Carolina with just one player. And that's of no disrespect to the rest of the Hawkeyes. They obviously have a good team, but South Carolina from top to bottom is ridiculously good. There's a reason why they're unbeaten. And that's all I'll say about that. I, I do think the Gamecocks get to the national championship game. So I'm going to say Iowa beats. Iowa upsets South Carolina. We get a uh, be pretty darn cool if Virginia Tech does end up making it a Georgia Amor, Caitlin Clark oh, matchup. Gosh. That'd be ridiculous. It'd be great for women's college basketball, too. I mean, the viewership for women's basketball in this NCAA tournament has been ridiculous. I think I saw the other day there were more viewers watching the Iowa game the other night. I guess it was Iowa-Louisville yep. than there were for any single NBA, any single NBA game the entire season. There I were more too. people watching that game than any NBA game on ESPN the entirety of the season, which is crazy. So I think it would be great for the sport if Iowa and Virginia Tech play in the national championship game. It's new blood, too. South Carolina's been there. Virginia Tech, it's their first Final Four. Iowa, it's their first Final Four since 1993 or 4. So I think that would be great for the sport for sure. No doubt. And uh, I also saw another one. Cheapest ticket right now for uh, the women's Final Four on Friday um, because I think you get to go to both games. Yeah, it's if a you buy a ticket. Thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so cheapest ticket right now is $385 in that ballpark. Insane. Cheapest ticket for the men's, $84. Granted, the men are playing in a 72,000-seat football yes, stadium. Yes, and they don't have the blue bloods. And, and the women are playing in a... Yes, and they don't have the blue bloods. And the women are playing in a 24,000-seat arena. Yeah. 
But that just still does speak some volumes mm-hmm. uh, to the growth, no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah, no doubt. I'm excited. I'm excited. That is the reason why I'm going down Saturday if the Hokies win because of ticket prices. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it here for our LSU preview. Hokies going to the final four. Thanks so much for being with us. Enjoy the game tomorrow for Carter Hill, Kyle Marshak producing. I'm Giovanni Heater saying so long. Enjoy the game from down in Dallas if you're going or from watching at home. As always, go Hokies.